Greetings, beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful night, day, or evening. If you aren't, just remember, God loves you. I love you. You are truly loved. Today, we're going to be talking about the rose and its symbolism. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because it relates so closely to love that I don't think a lot of people really pay attention to it. And we're also going to go into some of the symbolic meanings of the dying rose and the burning of a rose. So let's just jump into this whole thing because there's a lot to unpack here. So when it comes to roses, they all symbolize God's love at work in the world, but the red rose specifically means passion, sacrifice, love and beauty, and also life and vitality. The red rose is like a universal symbol of love and let's be honest, nothing says I love you like being gifted a red rose, right? I have myself, I've never received a red rose, but I've given them to my mother and, you know, some of my past lovers and whatnot. But it's just a beautiful symbol. And I'm sure you guys, when you think about red rose, so much comes to mind. But this is just kind of the basic rundown of it. Um, when it comes to red roses, they are linked to the planet Venus. And as you guys know, Venus is the planet of love. So that it makes perfect sense. You know, roses come from Venus, not technically, but you know, they're linked. And I think that's really cool. Now, when it comes to rose symbolism, I often see it in a lot of just media and over the past couple of weeks and actually just over the past couple of years, I've, I've steadily seen certain people using the rose symbolism and I've seen it in a couple of different ways. I've seen it as someone showcasing that love within them is still very much alive and I've seen people use it as a symbol of the love within them is dying or fading. So let's talk about what a dying rose represents, well a dying red rose. And this is something that I see a lot on media. I, it's kind of been, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, just because of my podcast, I'm on Twitter and Instagram to promote it and whatnot. So I often see people using the dying rose and uh, the dying rose emoji a lot. And it just, it really sparked something within me because I, I don't even know if people realize what that symbolizes. Now, the dying rose represents dying love. That love is no longer strong within that person or like um, love is dying or fading. The falling petals of the dying rose represents fading health or love again. And you can think of this in the terms of heartbreak. When someone goes through a breakup or they get their heart broken, that love within them, it's kind of like it it fades you know it's very hard to love after heartbreak just in general especially just the other person or even yourself and this this is something that I think should be paid attention to because you know I often feel like I'm a rose or I'm a flower and I'm growing in the concrete jungle and I'm bursting through this concrete and growing but sometimes you know it's a concrete jungle and things often come to try to take you out or kind of kill you in a sense spiritually mentally even sometimes physically like let's be real uh, the world can be very dangerous and one thing that i've noticed in this world is that every single day love is being targeted in some way and it's getting to a point where i'm feeling like like there's people are losing love left and right now i'm the type of being that love is just my primary frequency that's what i that's what i'm always vibrating at because that's what i was born into that's what i know that's what i come from and anything else outside of that like i'm not gonna say like i'm always in a high vibration but you know it does feel foreign to me in a sense when i'm not in a loving frequency because just by nature that's who i am and that's what i like to give out 
and seeing so many people kind of embracing this loveless lifestyle and that's what i'm gonna call it gotta be honest it's a loveless lifestyle when you kind of let your ego guide you and your ego your ego does not your ego does not know love okay your ego does not know love your ego knows more hate than it does love and that is all a part of this you know media feeds us in a sense to empower the ego more than I don't even want to go there. Let's let's just get past that. But I really do feel like there is a war on love. And my my advice to this war on love is learning how to truly love yourself, loving God and loving others and increasing love in any way. You know, if you hate something that that's an indication. Well, it is an indication that you hate it, but that should tell you something right there. I hate something. Why do I hate it? Why does it bother me? And then your mission then should be learning how to love that thing that you hate, which is extremely hard. But I promise you, when you are able to love the things that you hate, your life gets a lot better because then there's not very much that can affect you. You know, living through a ego, ego lens or just a hateful lens, it really it makes your life experience worse than it needs to be. I'm speaking about this because I've been in that space of feeling like a dying rose, like the love within me was just being snuffed out. And it's not it's not a beautiful feeling at all. It's the opposite of that. And if I can do anything on this planet, it's give more love because I know everyone needs it everyone needs love even if you have love in your life there's nothing wrong with increasing it or getting more love and there's a reason i speak the way i speak on my podcast because you know i haven't had the nicest people in my life um not talking about my family but people have done me very wrong unfortunately and there's been a lot of times where i wanted to give up on love and just wanted to become like everyone else and be mean and use people just because but God always will remind me don't forget that love within you I place that in you I gave you that love don't allow people to take that from you and don't allow that this world to kill that love within you because that's exactly what it's trying to do and this is why I say it's like there is a war on love not just love romantically i'm talking about in general love for your neighbor love for your friends and your family love for your significant other love is trying to i'm telling you the enemy is trying to eradicate love in every form shape that you can think of because as soon as he can get people to switch from that love perspective to the hate or ego perspective he kind of has them exactly where he wants them and he can use them as vessels but he cannot use a being that has love within them because that being is of God. That is of God. God, and any being that has love within them, that is God within them. Now, that doesn't mean you aren't capable of hating or being mean or being malicious or doing all the normal human things and you know negative traits that we all kind of have or are capable of having right we're we're all human or at least we're all in human bodies <laughs> i know some of y'all don't consider yourselves to be humans that's fine i know i consider myself to be a human being so with that being said you know i'm still human and i deal with human things and sometimes things tick me off sometimes things make me mad again i was in a space for 10 years where there was not very much love that could penetrate my heart it was very hard for me to receive love i was able to give it but i was not able to receive it which was really bad i'll be honest it it made my perspective on life a lot darker and was harder for me to cope and just move through this life and this journey to and i got into so many spaces where i was like dang i don't even want to exist 
and I felt like my love was fading. I felt like that dying rose that I was losing myself or losing the very part of me that I was most connected to, which is God, which is love, because love is God and God is love. I've said that so many times on this podcast, and it's the truth. So in the Bible, the um, petals of a rose, and I believe there's actually five petals on a rose, but they actually represent all of the wounds that Christ received during crucifixion. And not only that, but the rose itself represents the sacrificial blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's also good to know that the rose symbolism has been pinned to the Virgin Mary. And that's what I want to talk about. Not the Virgin Mary, but the word virgin and its many different meanings. But we're going to go specific here. Part of virgin means to be innocent, to be pure. And this is something that I feel could benefit us all because at the end of the day, most of us are pretty far away from pure or innocent. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's kind of hard to stay pure and innocent in this world. And I often feel like this world does a great job at robbing people of their innocence or their purity. What's that a book, To Kill a Mockingbird, which is really like literally just about robbing a child's innocence? That's the sad part. This is something that has been done to us, but also is being done to the children in this generation. And it's sad to see. I feel that God wants to call us back to that childlike innocence that we all once had, because that that innocence is going to preserve the love within you. And love needs to be preserved. The reason why I'm talking about, you know, in connecting with your inner child or at least acknowledging your inner child is because let's be real when we were kids we kind of lived a judgment-free life and this goes all with this because hate ego it's all a judgmental thing it's judging judging this person judging yourself and love is judgeless it's judgeless and with that you can kind of go through life with a little bit more ease and peace and grace because you're not judging yourself or the next person for their shortcomings or how they're falling or failing or whatever the case may be. But when we we lead with love and we walk with love, things are just better and brighter. And yes, even with love, you know, comes um, trials and tribulations. That's going to happen regardless of the spaces that you're in, whether that be a low vibrational or high vibrational space that just comes with it. That's life. You know, you can never grow if you don't go through anything. You'll never grow if you don't experience anything. That's all a part of it. But remaining in a space of love will help you go through each season with grace and peace and an unshakable motivation to keep you going and just hang on to your love, please, because I'm telling you. It's a war on love, a war on innocence, a war on purity, your purity. Going back to a state of innocence is important. Kind of revamping your rose or reviving your rose by feeding it the necessary nutrients it needs, which is love, okay? Love and light. Not only just sunlight, but moonlight as well. Part of this is loving yourself, even in your, your dark spaces. That's very important. Loving yourself through the darkness. Because I guarantee you, you know, not everybody has a great support system. So in some people's dark spaces, when they're just they're just receiving darkness, you know, on top of darkness and no love is being received. They're the only person there to love themselves. And it's important to learn how to love yourself. Now, I can't tell you how to do that because my way was very different. Well, I won't say it's very different, but my way was just... God had to take me on a very, very, very long journey 
a very long journey to understanding what unconditional love was, to understanding what love was in general, and to understanding him. Because I didn't understand. I didn't understand God within me at all for all of my childhood. And I was raised in church. You know, I, I was very much viewing it like an external force, whether an internal force. But it's not here or there. The point is, hang on to your love. Do whatever you can to increase your love. Stay true to it. In the moments when you're challenged with opposition situations that arise, use those as moments to increase your love and to display love. You can, def- you, I swear, you can diffuse so much with love. It's crazy. I've literally gotten into arguments with people, unfortunately, and I've had to just be like, yo, I love you. Like, what is, why are we arguing? I genuinely love you. Like, why are we doing this? And then as soon as, you know, love is brought into the conversation, both of our perspectives shift and we're able to go, okay, all right, you put what you put on the table. I put what I put on the table. We're going to walk around this table, see each other's perspectives, and we're going to love each other through whatever is on that table. It doesn't define us, doesn't make us. It's just stuff. It's that love between us that keeps it going. You know, I got to keep the love within you alive just like you kind of got to keep the love within me alive. Or a team, yo. I'm I'm so serious. I got your back. I may have never met you in my life, but I got your back cuz I know it's real out here and I know love like <sighs> love doesn't come it doesn't come by easy. It really doesn't. And if you're lucky enough to have love within your life, appreciate it because it's coming from God. Some people don't really receive love from any angle. They don't receive love from anyone but themselves. And when you can learn just to love people through it, love people through them, their bads and their goods, but also yourself. I'm telling you, if we bring back love onto this planet for real, you know, I'm going to be real. I blame media for a lot of the uh, separation between humans and people. You know, divide and conquer. Uh, that's not the way I look at it. They've they've done a great job of that. Society, all of it. it. It has gotten us all into spaces where there is very little love within us to the next man. And let's be real. I like using car analogies. I don't know why. But let's say you're on the road and you're driving. Somebody cuts you off. You know, almost make you get in a wreck. Are you going to show them love? No, chances are you're going to be mad. Especially if you swerved, you know, swerved off the road or whatnot. The next thing you want to do is jump out the car and box. If you're ready to get it up. But imagine if that situation happened. And you looked at it from a different perspective. Mind you, this is hard. It takes time to learn this. It does. Me, I've just gotten to this, <laughs> this point where I literally laugh and just say, God bless him. And I, it's so funny. I was literally in the car with someone the other day. And I was a person who accidentally almost cut someone off. And my friend was in the car with me. And um, my friend was like, get over. And so I was about to get over. And I didn't realize there was a car that was, you know, trying to speed up and go or whatever. And so I almost hit him. And I was like, oh, man. And my friend was like, dang, they're probably in that car cussing you out. And <laughs> as, <laughs> as soon as this person, like, passed me, I got a finger. And I was just like, dang, God bless him. You know, just literally God bless them. I had to laugh at this situation. But it, just shifting your perspective from a loving space, from a hateful space, you realize a lot. Obviously, what I did was an accident. I didn't mean to cut that person off on purpose. 
but that person thought I did it on purpose. So they reacted in a, in a way of ego or, you know, hate. And they got mad and flipped me off. They didn't know I was just literally trying to get over and I, I genuinely didn't even see them. If I had seen them, it wouldn't even happen. But, you know, perspective is everything. And some people's perspectives because of their situations and circumstances are limited and that's okay. We got to love them through that and help them to see it from a different or wider perspective. But that's that's love, you know? Loving is wanting to see the next person elevate. If I can help someone hang on to their love, their love, that's that's what I want to do. I will I'm do that because it's so important. And for me, love is one of the only things that gets me through every single day of my life. Without love, I would be so miserable. And the reason I know this is because I've experienced life without it. And I did not like it again. I did not like it prior to college and everything, even though I was in a loving environment, I didn't love myself. So it was very hard for me to love. But, you know, that also goes into it is loving yourself. But let's, let's just jump back into the whole innocence thing, because I, I have more thoughts on this. Um, I don't know if you guys ever seen the symbolism, the burning of a rose. That has always spoke to me. Anytime I've seen that, I've always, you know, I have my own thoughts or whatever on it. But it, it symbolizes kind of you know you willing or not willingly i won't say it's a willing thing but that love within you completely completely being fried or burnt up like at that point you're a being who has not willingly given up on love but life may have forced you to give up on love life may put you in these uncomfortable places and spaces where there was no love and you were that only love within those places and because it, your love may have not been the strongest, remember one of the symbols uh, or one one of the things of the dying rose is that the fading of love, a, a love that isn't strong within a person. You know, the rose isn't dead, it's dying, which means love is still there. Love is still within all of us. It's still within you. It's still within me. It's still within everyone, but it is dying slowly day by day. This is exactly what the enemy wants. This is exactly what the kingdom of darkness wants to kill the love within all of us. Not just me, not just you, but in the kids too. This is, it's it's just unfortunate. I really wish this wasn't the world we live in, but it is, it is. And every day I see more hate than I do love. And this is why I've made it my, somewhat of my mission to put as much light and love back out there as possible to kind of combat it. And I can't do it alone, but I try. I try, genuinely try. Because if I can help the next person just see see life from a loving perspective, I'm telling you, your world will get better. Your rainy days will cease to exist. And I don't mean literally, but spiritually. That fog, that it, it will, it, it, it'll go away. And it's through love, it's through God. Sometimes you literally have to put your ego and pride aside and ask God to increase the love within you. Another part of all of this is asking God to increase love within you, asking God to grow within you, and then going out and acting on that. Trying to, I don't want to say trying, but being proactive about learning what love is and how to truly, unconditionally love Especially for us people in my generation, you know, young people, we're going to be parents one day and we want to we want to love our children correctly. 
so that they grow up in the right environment and they actually have a fighting chance in this world. But we can't do that if we don't love them correctly, because then they grow up all messed up like our parents or some of us or, you know, our grandparents and whatnot and carry. And then, you know, generational curses carry on. But we, we can we can end this. We can stop a lot of this. We can teach our children what love is. We can teach our children who God really is within them. We can empower people. We can bring life back to a lot of these dying roses. We can. I believe in you. I really do. I believe the God within you. I do. I do. And that's love right there. Don't be afraid to let your light shine. Don't be afraid to let your love shine and just showcase and just just be the, the best loving version of yourself possible. And it's okay if, again, you know, you don't understand love. That's, that's why we have time. That's why we're here on this earth to learn. You can learn how to be unconditionally or unconditional. What unconditional love is, you can learn that. You can learn it. I had to learn it. I thought I knew it when I was younger. I had to go through a completely different shift in my life, mind, and everything to understand what it really was. And now I'm able to give it, give it like no other. And I'm so thankful because it's made my life a lot better. To God be all the glory though. This is what was on my heart today. I felt very heavy. My spirit was so heavy. And I just felt like, dang, who's feeling like this? Because I know it wasn't me. I know it wasn't me. I start my days off right. I always started off with God and I'm very thankful and appreciative to God for <laughs> the air that I'm breathing. So I start my days off with love, but I just felt this overwhelming, like, I don't know, explain it. It didn't feel like hate, but it felt like fear. Like it was suffocating love. I don't know how to explain that. I see it in my mind vividly. If you could imagine a rose, a rose over time, you know, the rose starts off as a seed. You know, it takes root and eventually it gets the right nutrients, light, sunlight, moonlight, eating water, and it grows. And it's a beautiful rose. Then eventually, you know, it goes through all these different seasons, a lot of different changes. And over time, and over time, darkness, it kind of drains the life out of that rose. And the rose begins to die the love within that rose or that person begins to die. And over time, it completely dies. Now, the flip side of all of this is through death comes rebirth. I just have to give you a positive perspective of it because, you know, as Christians, we are, we know that we have to go to somewhat of a watery grave with our flesh in order to be, be reborn or made new within God. So it is a process, a spiritual process, that is, of dying to your flesh or dying to your old ways to be reborn in new ways. Good ways, though, you know. And if even when you're going through those seasons of heartache and darkness and fear and death, if you can just hold on to God and hold on to love, again, love is God. Holding on to that love within you and doing what you can in those times to increase it, whether that be after affirming to yourself, affirming more love to yourself or showcasing more love to other people, you know, get creative with it. Write letters to people. Shoot. I don't know. How many people do you tell them you love them a day? 
I, I try to tell my family as often as possible just to remind them. Everybody needs a, remind, a reminder here and there. Seriously. How many, How often do you tell your friends you love them? Now, God forbid, but what happens if someone doesn't wake up the next day and they didn't know they left this earth not knowing you loved them or, you know, vice versa. Things like that, you got to be real, like we're not all guaranteed every day. We're not. And it's important to showcase and give love as much as possible, even in the times you don't want to. Sometimes you got to tell your ego to shut up. Because your ego is the only thing that is going to stop you from showing love to your friends, family, to random people. One thing about me, I do not let my ego get in the way of appreciating the next person. All of my friends know, even random people know, I'm that type of person. I like your outfit. <laughs> I like your I like your shoes. I like this. My dad, the other day, just randomly, he um we didn't have a top for one of our containers and, you know, made food and whatnot. I think it was lasagna. And he got creative and he like made a top out of something. I told him, I was like, man, that was genius. You know, because it was, I thought it was genius. So I just told him, sometimes you really just got to put the ego to the side and give love where love is needed. Because you, you never know what that does for someone. You, You really don't. Sometimes I randomly just tell my friends I love them because I do. Now your ego, what is it going to tell you to do? Ignore it. Don't tell them. <laughs> Do the opposite. I, I think it's hilarious. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends. Or I shouldn't say friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. And um, I I know I'm a beautiful person. We don't even got to go there. But sometimes it's like I see people, you know, people watch your stories on Facebook or Instagram and Snapchat. And they don't say anything. They don't say nothing. They just ignore you. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay. But in general... It's like, come on. I don't need the validation, but also I know I look good. <laughs> so I don't know how to explain it, but it's like one of those things. It's like, all right, yeah, some people are just low-key hating, but it's okay. To God be all the glory. I just think it's funny though, because I'm the complete opposite. If I see someone and they're killing it, they're gonna know like I'm I'm a cheerleader for them. And it's not on no like fan stuff, it's just because I'm a lover. That's I, if I can show you love, I'm going to do it. Simple as that. I don't question it. I got within me says, love them, I'm going to love them. Even if I don't want to. So, like, literally, that, again, people have done people have done wrong by me. I've been very wrong my entire life. And not from my family, per se, but just people on the outside of me. They have wronged me. People have done some really malicious and dirty things. And I still love those people, regardless. There's no excuse for it. You get cut out of my life, but <laughs> I still love you. I'm still going to pray for you. You know, I, I'm still going to love you through your darkness. It just has to be at a distance. And that's okay. That's completely okay. So I had to get carnal on y'all a little bit just because expressing, expressing. But um, yeah, hang on to your love as much as possible. Don't allow this world to kill it, please. I, I literally beg you. If, if you do, I'm telling you, the world is going to get so much more worse. It is going to get darker. But the more we combat darkness with love, the more we combat fear with love, the more we combat hate with love, and everything negative with love, we're winning. God is winning. And God's already, he's already won. The battle has already been done. It's already been won. When this is all said and done, things are going to be as God wants them to be. 
But that doesn't mean we can't do our part now on this earth and help those that are lost in darkness find love because that love will guide you. It really will. And it'll guide you right on out that darkness. Because when you're doing your best to just love through all of it, I promise you, you're going to find God because God is love and love is God. And you're hanging on to God every time that you showcase love and every time that you are loving to the next person. Um, I'm probably just at this point speaking to the choir. So this is the end of this podcast. And I thank you so much for listening. Again, I love you. God loves you. I hope you are blessed. I hope you are you receive many blessings. And I hope you're able to increase the love within your life. Even if you're the biggest lover on this planet, I'm telling you, more love just makes your life better. God bless and have a beautiful day. Thank you.